Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, hey guys, happy League New Year. It's a, it's a new year, finally. Uh, this week, uh, they, the free agency began, and uh, yeah, Chief Conservers is going to be all over it and uh, talking about the uh, acquisitions and everything. And of course, we're here with our hosts, Jason Dunn and Eric Warfield. Guys, how are you doing? Good. What up, fellas? How's it going? How's it going? Good man, it's been a it's been a while. I guess since our show last Wednesday, it was it was Wednesday. Then the ne- the next day, the uh, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz cuts happened, and then and then the, and then this week. I mean, yeah, I know we're, I know we're gonna get into all of that this week, but it's been kind of a whirlwind, man. It's like a, a, a different a different team we're gonna be looking at next year already. That's the power of the free agency. Yeah, I, I, I'll say yes. I, I, I wasn't surprised to be honest with you. You know so. I, I kind of figured, man, look at the, the price tag, you know, especially, man, when, you, when you're looking at it, um, you know, it was probably in the, the Chiefs' best interest. The question is, you know, they're going to be able to make up for that. I, I think, yeah, I think they will. So, yeah, I mean, and right now, I think we have what 17 or 18 million dollars to spend. We're going to get into more of this, but we still have 17, 18 million, and we're seeing these guys sign these one year prove it deals like we said that was going to happen. But I guess I, I guess we're waiting to see like the receiver markets falling. The guys receivers are, are signing for nothing. So and there's a lot of names out there still. So there's a chance we can get some of these big names that we've been talking about. Actually, and Patrick Pearson, which we did talk about, and AJ Green, both gone, not on the market anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but before we get to the the uh, the uh, the free agency stuff, I did ask uh, before we got on uh, Eric if um, Eric you know uh, did a March Madness bracket. JD, did you do a bracket? I, I did. I haven't finished it up yet, though. So I, I've been kind of because I've been watching a lot of basketball on TV. Uh, so That's the same thing. Yeah. So <laughs> so so me and my boys, man, we got we got this. Uh, you know, we we doing a big old bracket right now, and 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 a lot of guys that you know they play basketball in school too. So it, it's uh it's gonna be contentious, man. This uh, <laughs> all season. I think I'm gonna pull it off. I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm. I'm, I'm Pulling some things off of what I remember from last year, some of the guys. So we'll see, man. I, I think uh, we'll see. We'll see. You think Kentucky gonna pull it off? Kentucky ain't in it, man. You know they ain't gonna be man. <laughs> well, who in the hell are you talking about? You, you say yeah. we? Yeah, who you say with we? When I say, I said I, me. I think we gonna pull it off. For, uh, going mean. against the guys, me, gotcha. me. Oh. I think I'm going to pull it off. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I mean, we put it a little bit. Like, <laughs> me, 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 and my team. Me and my, me, me and my. You know me. You know, I, got, I got so many different uh, personalities up here. You know what I'm saying? It's a we, you know. So I mean, I know we had we had talked about it uh, at least at one point, and I know I thought you mentioned that Kentucky was your team, right? I'm I'm a Kentucky fan by default. Now yeah. I'm I'm actually so here, here's the thing, and I know a, a, a lot of my family gives me uh, a lot of grief for it. Is uh, I'm a Duke fan. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Blue Devils fan. You know what? It's hard not to be, man. Huh? It's hard not to be. Well, I, I got a I got a story behind it why I am, if, especially from the state of Kentucky. And I, and I and if you know anything about just the the uh, the history between uh, Christian Leitner and, and UK and that whole deal, yeah. uh, just like a, a big no no here in the state of Kentucky to become a, a Duke fan. So, uh, yeah, man, it, it's a good story. It's a good story. I might have to share it one day, maybe. You know. Cool. <laughs> yeah, being from the North Virginia area, um, Grant Hill was, uh, grew up in this area, and then he obviously went to Duke and stuff. So Duke kind of holds a special place in in this uh, North Virginia area's heart. So uh, yeah, I think I think everyone's got a little bit of Duke, like a little bit of Duke flavor in them. I think so. Yeah, a little, yeah, yeah. You, 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 kind of, you can't be a basketball fan and not have a little bit of Duke in you, right? Yeah, we got we all we we all got a little Duke in us. <laughs> <laughs> That's true too. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so we're going to get to um, our chief concern number one, which obviously the biggest news of the week, a lot of people are saying it's the signing of the week, was the Chiefs going and getting uh, Joe 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 Tooney or Joe Thune? I, I still don't know how they pronounce it. Is it, is it Tooney. Tooney? Yeah, Joe, Joe Tooney, left guard from New England. He was an NC State uh, Wolfpack uh, player. Um, guy's a beast, and, and he got paid like he's a beast uh, this week. And we also signed – uh, Kyle Long, out of retirement, took a one year off, um, dealed some injuries and stuff, and they say he's in the best shape of his life, and we're bringing him back. Um, so right off of that, what were, what were you guys' thoughts on these signings this week? I mean, to me, it, sounds, it seems like we got two solid picks. And, uh, you know, granted, you hate to lose uh, 
you know, swords and fish the way we lost them. But, you know, coming off of injuries, uh, it's hard. You, don't, you never know what you're going to get when you when you have those guys coming back. When you, when you can especially save that amount of money. You know, you hate to, 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 to part ways with, with guys that have put such a hard work in for so long for the organization. But we also understand it's a business. Yeah. You know, me and Jason have been through the same situation. If we had it at, at one point, we were released also. You know, there's no bad blood. Um, even though at the moment you feel that way, <laughs> but <laughs> in due time, you understand the process of what of what you, of what the NFL is, and it is a business. You know, and the teams are trying to work towards building a Super Bowl every single year, and so uh, if they can find some some young, um, cheaper talent to come out and do the same thing, then they're definitely going to get it. So, and I, I, you know, like I said, nothing against. Um, you know, I, I guess you can't say nothing against what 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 those two guys have done. I guess I'm just saying more so uh, with the relationship that they have gathered in Kansas City. Um, we always say, you know, that the guys are family and you hate to part ways that way. But then again, uh, I, as I, got, I said not too long ago, it is a business. So, you know, bringing in those two guys, I think they're two solid picks. Um, long after being out for so long, uh, I think with the offseason workouts and um, and, and training camp, he'll have a good transition into what uh, into what he needs to do for this offense. Yeah, so I, I tell you what, man, I I, I like uh, that they they had these two acquisitions, no question about it. Uh, you know, for for a number of reasons, but of course, you know, it's going to show up the, the the offensive line, the guard play, which without a doubt, and and and, and <clears throat> I look at it from the standpoint. So the offensive line just kind of going through what they kind of represent. So the guards represent the depth of the pocket. You know what I'm saying? The tackles are the width. And so what you're trying to do is you want to make sure nothing comes up the middle on Patrick. Okay. So the way that you're, you're, you're stacking what you're, what you're doing uh, with your, with your offensive line. Okay. So we got the depth part of it. Now we're thinking about also too, when you get, you get a uh, long in who has played tackle. And I'm just like, okay, so this guy's he's versatile, right? Former pro bowler, takes a year off to kind of get his body right. And I think, man, to be honest with you, that that probably did a, a tremendous, tremendous amount of help just to him and his body and his his mentality. Because sometimes you just get worn out just playing football. And sometimes just having a year of just coming back, he knows he, he misses it. So I know he'll come back probably more hungrier, just ready to come out here and do, you know, just to play. So I, I like the acquisition of, of, of Long coming in because he, he's, a, he's a proven guy, has played guard, has played some tackle, just in case you might need him to play, you know, play him on the outside. That'd be a good thing. Now, the thing is this. We, we knew, you know, it was going to be, you know, Fisher and, 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 and Swartz. That, that's like Eric said, that's the nature of the beast. And in this business, man, there's really no loyalty. Every time you think it's going to be, it, it just isn't. I mean, you could you could say it with uh, Britt Favre, when you thought he was going to be in Greenberg forever, right? Uh, Emmitt Smith, whoever thought Emmitt Smith would leave from from the Cowboys, and so when you start going over and over to all these different places, the guys ha have gone, you realize like, yeah, it is a business, and sometimes it's got to be in the best interest of the team because the main thing is winning. That's that's what you looked at. I mean, you look, that's how you measure on your wins, not about how good of a guy you are in the league. And hey, you know, we kept him here, and it was a family. Look, be Hey, listen, we love you, kiss you, hope you do well over here, but you know what? We got to move on. Every year, it's all about winning the Super Bowl. So I think that man was a great step in the right direction. Um, you know, we still got some room to, to make some more moves. That's the thing about it. I, I don't think when people are thinking like, oh, my gosh, we got, you know, two guards. We don't really need these guys. Why we put, you know, a lot of emphasis on it? Well, look, we needed those guys on the inside. So it's the same thing, like, you know, having a center there, right? So if you got, you know, two good guards to protect a center who may not necessarily be a pro bowler or a guy who, who is serviceable, that is key to have two guys on, on your edge, on your, on your outside that's protecting you over things like that. So that, that's, that's, that's huge. It's huge on that part, man. So I, I think, man, it was a uh, hats off to, uh, to the Chiefs, man, making an assignment, man. It, it was a good job. Uh, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised, pleasantly surprised. And I think um, so. Just just seeing reading more about this Joe, Joe Tooney, for example, 
He's a guard, a left guard, but he played tackle at times last year for New England. Um, yeah. Kyle, Kyle Long, as you said, he played right tackle, was a Pro Bowl right tackle one year, and he was okay. guard for the rest of it. But, right. I mean, they, they like guys who are versatile, can play all the positions on, on the line, um, which is something that, you know, since Reed's been there, they, 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 they've looked for guys like that. Um, and I think the one thing to take away from the Mitchell Shorts is that they're saying that he might actually retire in the end anyway. So we would have had to find a, a, another right tackle anyways. So yeah. like that's, that, that's something that some chief fans are pissed off that we released him, but he was, he was going to go anyway, if he is going to retire. Um, but okay. So th- this leads us to our next question and talking about you know, chief fans getting pissed off, you know, we're not even a week in to free agency, right? Officially we're only with a day from uh, removed from it, but Chief fans are upset for the fact that uh, Austin Ryder, our center, uh, we let him we let him go, but we've extended an offer out to him, so apparently he's mulling it over still. Uh, but we still don't have a left tackle. We re-signed Mike Remmers just uh, a little while ago. Um, that's added depth for our right tackle spot. Uh, but we're still without a center and a left tackle. Now, are you concerned about those vacancies, or do you think there's guys out there that we can fill in either via free agency or the draft? I mean, it's always come down to the point to where we as now spectators, even as players, we don't have a say in what comes into that, uh, you know, that draft meeting board or room or what those coaches want. Uh, that's, a, that's, that's a decision that Veach and the coaching staff is going to have to come up with. As much as we can sit there, even as players, and, and to say, or, or as, as fans, to say, oh, we need this, we need that. Uh, let's get this player, let's get that player. And then we're disappointed when it doesn't happen. Uh, but it, it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important and at, uh, at what value we can get it at. So we can't sit back here and, and be critical of what they do, you know, when they've already put together a Super Bowl winning team. So uh, we just got to put our trust in what Beach has done uh, and Andy Reid and, and, and the rest of his coaching staff so that they're going to get the job done. You know, even though we, we might be, it seems like we are missing um, at some spots. I just, you just got to have the confidence that they're going to uh, bring in the right players for the right value. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't see, you know, issue and a problem right now. There, there, there should be any panicking at the moment, uh, especially during this off season. I mean, there's guys that's still out there, good guys that's still out there to come, come in and, 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 and give a lot uh, to it. And you just got a quarter. So, uh, you know, I'll tell you one that, that comes to mind for me is, you know, Bill Nueva. I mean, yeah. it, he's the guy that I think we should go after, you know, to have. But also, too, man, I'm encouraged because there's a lot of guys coming out in the draft, too, that are really good at the tackle position. And so, it, you know, I, I know guys are like, man, is a guy like that ready coming in? Well, look, here's the thing. These guys that that, that you have in the, the, that you think is going to be a first or second round are playing at a high level anyway. So these guys are already playing against, you know, some of that talent, you know, when in, in, in college. And so it's just getting ready into that system of like, okay, look, we just got to get you ready, get you prepared, you know, and it's just got to speed up the process. But I think, man, the Chiefs understand what they look. I, I know what they know what they're doing. You know, these guys are smart guys. Okay, these are guys are football guys. So we talking about Andy Reid, Beach, and these guys have been doing this thing for a long time. So it's not like somebody just gonna pass by them like, oh man, we didn't see that coming. Look, these guys have been yeah. thinking about this for a long time. I, now I'll tell you how long they've been thinking about it. They've been thinking about this probably from like the year before, because they knew like, hey, well, look, this guy's going to be making $15 million a year. He gets hurt, we're already thinking right now, who can we bring in? And they're always checking right now with the scouts. They get paid to do it. So they get paid to look these guys over to who's going to be next up in line coming into the to the, uh, into the uh, to the draft. So I'm encouraged, man. I, you know, the, the, the Chiefs, I believe they know what they're doing. So it's no no need to panic right now. There's There's – three or four guys of free agency that will come in and do a great job uh, uh, playing uh, left tackle uh, for the Chiefs, man. And, and I think they'll, they'll get them at a good price as well. So no need to panic. It, it's, it's still kind of early, man. But I, I, now I'll, I will say this, hopefully, and I know they are, they're probably courting about two or three guys that I, you know, I probably just kind of named uh, right now uh, to come in here. So one good, one good signing. Hey, man. We, should we get Bill on the waiver? Should I sit back like this there? I'm like, should we good? We yeah. get, a, get another tackle in in in, uh, in the draft? Shoot, we, we we where we need to be. Yeah, and I think that um, and one thing I just noticed, and you you probably know the reason behind this, Jason and Eric, 
But the best centers in drafts usually go in like the second round. They're usually late. They're usually late picks of all the offensive linemen. Why is a center? And we could probably get we could probably get the best center of the draft in the second round or in the you know or late first. But why is a center the, the best center usually go later than the tackles or the guards and stuff? You know, I think because of you don't look at them as 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 much of a, as a priority in itself, right? You know, it's not protecting the, 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 the backside or the blind side of the quarterback as much as seeing everything coming in front of you. And so, like I said, if you have like two good guards, you know, on the side of you, you could kind of get away with a guy who, who who's serviceable or, or a good, you know, center. Look, when I played, we had, you know, Casey Whitman, who was an incredible center. You know, it's kind of undersized, but Casey could do a lot, man. When he could pull on the outside, I mean, there was things that we was asking him to do that, was really tough and people couldn't really appreciate the things that centers do. I mean, they call out the defense. I mean, they setting everything up, the pass protection, they, they, they doing everything. They call it the, like the line schemes, where we sliding, what we doing. And so a great center is something that you can get in a, maybe the third or fourth round because they, nobody's looking at them like, well, this guy right here is just snapping the football. Well, shoot, he's doing a, whole, a lot more than that. But a lot, a lot of guys that are playing center understand exactly what they have to do and the importance of their job uh, and but you could get them you could get them like i said in, in fourth or fifth round no doubt about yeah. it mm-hmm. yeah yeah i couldn't to be honest like this is a crazy thing of, of all the positions uh throughout football i could name off at least 20 for for each any position but at center i only know of uh kelsey i know of jeff saturday Casey Wigman. I couldn't tell you many more of the centers that played in the league. You know, okay. they, they, they don't get the, they don't get the, the notification, uh, the, the glory that, that comes with that position. And I don't know why they're not the big, um, they don't, they don't demand the big money uh, for whatever reason. So it's, it's not that, that sexy of a, of a, of a pick, I guess. And I don't know the reason for it. So like I said, I couldn't tell you many guys, uh, give you a name of guys right now that that played center. I just know those guys that I just named. Yeah, you, you know some old like the old school though. You know like Hall of Famers, right? Like oh, Webster, like Webster. You know, uh, nope. My boy that played uh, from uh, from Pittsburgh. Uh, I mean I know Zach is uh, he played uh, he played with Kansas City when I was there. So I yeah. can tell you the guys that played when I was in Kansas City and and like I said Jeff Saturday and. Grunny, yeah, Tim Grunhard, Grunny, Grunhard, yeah, yeah, Grunny, you did a good job. I, I, I know it because I'm on offense, so I, I know you know some of the guys, of course. Uh, uh, but uh, Damani Dawson from here, from the state of Kentucky, I had to give him a shout. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Damani, man, another guy, athletic, uh, could do it all. You know, strong. But those guys, man, I mean, when you're up there at the line of scrimmage, uh, making the the calls. The one is sitting there, the quarterback is listening to the most is the center. The center is letting him know everything he needs to know. What the front is, who's who's the mic, how you set the defense, you know, what the pass protection is going to be, and he's just communicating. It's just that it's a symbiotic, you know, relationship that you have to have, man. It's, 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 it's a beauty once you know what's going on in there. So, uh, like you said, just Saturday uh, was with, uh, with Peyton Manning, uh, was that was that the year where they, they almost got into it? There was a fight on the on the on the sideline. I think it was I think Jeff and 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 Peyton was about to get into it. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was it was a big deal because Peyton he was like, hey hey, because Jeff and he was saying, look, we need to run the football. Stop trying to th- pass you know pass the ball when we only need about two or three yards to make the first down. And so, yeah, it was a big fight on the sideline. And, and Peyton and Tate said, look, I was, I was, <laughs> I was overmatched because mm-hmm. I knew right then I'm going in. I'm talking to guys who are protecting my butt. And I'm, I, I need to speak softly to these dudes <laughs> and make sure, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't piss these guys off. So that's yeah. a good point, man. You got, look, quarterback, know, they know, shoot, they know. Yeah, and there was a chance that because the Raiders, there was rumors that Raiders were going to uh, drop Rodney Hudson, who used to be our center, who became the highest paid center at, at one point. And I think our Mitch Morse, who we cut two years ago, ended up being the highest paid center and over uh, leapfrogged at Rodney Hudson. So the Chiefs have produced some good centers the last few years. Um, but uh, so, and, and you're talking about Villanueva. So Vill- there's Villanueva at left tackle, and then there's also Riley Reef at left tackle um, from Minnesota. 
And then, and there's David Andrews, who was Joe, Joe Tooney's uh, center in New England. So there like could be it. that. Yeah, yeah, like him. I seen that up there. I was like, oh yeah, he's available. Oh yeah, it, it, that, that'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. Yeah, you know, one year deals, like you said, draft rookies that play behind these guys. So in a year's time, they're ready to go, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so our next concern, um, a lot, so there's, you know, Chief fans getting upset about everything right now because they, they think, they'll, you know, they think everything's going to going to shit. Um, they're upset about Blake Bell and the Kaiser signing. So the tight end position, the number two tight end, which has been talks, um, we've on the show been talking about it. And then the, on the other aspect was getting a receiver because right now we only have Pringle, um, Hardman, Hill, and I believe that's it. Uh, right now, and, and Marcus Kemp. Um, so Wait that's all we have right now. No, you, don't don't you still have uh, Tanzee Sharp? And he's still Sharp still there. Tanzee Sharp is a free agent now, but uh, Antonio Callaway. Uh, he okay. was the, the Browns receiver um, who got in trouble, but we signed him to a futures contract, so he's uh, he's on the squad now um, right. as well. So, as far as what do you what should we be prioritizing? We you know obviously offensive line and uh, edge rush we, we, we've talked about. But as far as tight end and receiver, we, we need to fill those. I mean, we need to fill those positions. Do you, do you think we need to prioritize maybe going for, going to get a, a Zach Ertz, or do we need to go, you know, give a one-year seven million dollar deal to Juju? I mean, which which position should we, should we be prioritizing right now? Well, I, I, if I had my druthers, all right, it was at the, at the time when Cal Rudolph was available. I thought we should have went and got Cal Rudolph. That'd have been perfect for us, you know, to have a guy like that who who's a known blocker, who can catch balls, knows knows often no defenses. I mean, as a veteran guy, it would help out uh, tremendously. Uh, but I, I think, you know, you get Bale. I think Bale is, is 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 a good guy. I think you could get a guy maybe in the draft, uh, possibly, uh, you know, in, in, late, in later rounds and picks. But I think now, get get a, a receiver in free agency. You know, maybe some guy. That, look, there's there's a plenty of guys out there right now that could come in and just you know do what you want them to do. I mean, some some good guys out there, some good names. So the problem is it's the money. So it's like you come in talking crazy. Ah, we ain't gonna be able to do that for you, man. Look, this is what we have. You got a chance to win the Super Bowl. You know, think about it. And I'm not trying to do like a one term, you know, one year deal. To do like two or three if you can. You know, at least a two year deal with a guy. Yeah, I mean, I like the Rudolph thing too. Uh, just just having a, a good solid tight end coming in to relieve Kelsey of his duties. Do do puts his hat on and, and, and carry his lunch bill every single play. Um, and so be, to be able to give him a breather and, and to still bring have a threat at that position, it, it makes sense. Uh, the receivers, I just think that with Nicole Hardman and Tariq Hill, I think we can we can put somebody out there young. To, to learn from those uh, to learn from those guys and and, and like Jason said pick somebody later uh, that that's still available on the market uh, the money is going to be a big issue I don't know what we can afford right now especially with the draft coming up and uh, still needing edge rushers and and and, and you know another complete lineman um, so the, the we have our, our the, some issues that we gotta to to kind of get around but I think that. For the core of what we have, uh, you know, you got two two linemen. Um, I think our offensive weapons are good enough as they are. I think we can easily input uh, players around them that can learn fast enough to be successful within the scheme of things. Uh, but I, I think right now we just need solid points. And our solid points mostly uh, are pass rushers, offensive line, um, and maybe uh, an extra wide receiver. Uh, other than that, I, I don't have a big concern of where we're at right now. And I think that, like I said, Veach and, and Reed have done an excellent job of bringing guys in that uh, have filled in and done well for us. And I think they know what they what, what we need and what they would like to have a part of the team. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I know we missed out on on, on uh, the Kyle Rudolph thing, right? But we still have like out. I'm thinking about like a pyramid. You know, we're talking about kind of big receivers. Uh, you know, T.Y. Hinton, Tilton is, is available also, yeah. right? So we bring him in. You know, he's been played by some some injuries. Uh, 
So I think you like E. I, I agree with you 100, man. We got some young guys, man, that that's been in the offense that are proven. You know what I'm saying? They're just getting better and better. And sometimes just having that, that chemistry with a quarterback because you don't want to you don't want to break that up. You know, no. you know these guys are just learning. You know exactly what you what you want, especially the young guys that you can mold exactly how you want them to be in your offense. I, I think, man, that, that's you know having a receiver in house that understands exactly what's wanted, you know, what's required of them out there is key. Uh, but yeah, you can bring in a, you know, veteran guy that shoot that, that does a good job. Uh, it, Alshon Jeffries, is he still available? Man, this it's off seat, yeah. man. This free agency, man, has been rolling. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I mean, these guys, you know, coming available, people getting signed. I mean, it's almost like every time you look at the ticket, man, guys are just being picked up, but there are guys out here. There are guys out here, man, that, that, that want to play. Uh, so Man, we, we could we could definitely get that. But my question to you, E, is this. Uh, and I know we just kind of getting off the subject. Do you think is it a higher priority to get a defensive end or a pass rusher than a wide receiver or a tight end? Do you, you think that's yeah. that, that's that's you know, so a money is better spent probably on that side of a ball getting somebody that's gonna be able to come after, you know. Uh, the quarterback as opposed to, you know what I'm saying, the quarterback throwing to somebody, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I like the young guys, man. I do. I, I like who's who's in the house and catching the football for us right now. I agree 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Justin Houston's available. We talked about him earlier on in the offseason. He's still he's still out there. But actually, the names on the edge rushers and uh, the DNs and outside backers, it's a good list. It's a list. It's a good list. <laughs> yeah, it's a good list. You know, the problem with those, though, those guys, the market just sets them up for, for uh, uh, you know, the money. That's the only thing about it. Yeah. Uh, we'll say, like, they say Clowney, too. Clowney's available. But yeah, that joke is going to be asking for big money. Like, look. Clowney, yeah, he's asking for big money every year. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> he give, hey, you know what? They've been giving it to him, too. Yeah. He's been getting the big money. So, yeah, man. No, nah, but there's some good guys out there. It really is. So, um, I think I think you could get a a, a, a pass rusher and get a, a a good wide receiver for the money to come in here as well. Yeah. Uh, so we we in a good spot right now the way I look at it. So, you know, just keep courting these guys. Come in and 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 feed them a nice steak dinner. You know, a little lobster, what they like, and you know, shoot, see what see what we can get next couple of weeks. Yeah, and you yeah yeah do it over Zoom now. You can't give them no steak dinner. <laughs> well, uh, Kyle, Kyle Long said because he he went from the Raiders yeah, Raiders visit and then he went to the Chiefs like the hours later and they, I guess they talked to him today and he said it was just uh, no comparison coming from the Raiders organization to um, to the Chiefs with, with, within a day just meeting everybody said it was, it was just completely different and he ended up signing so uh, I mean you know it, it, it's it's one of those things you, you bring you bring these guys in to the organization meeting Reed meeting Beach talking to Mahomes. I mean, I, I can't see you. I, I wouldn't leave, right? I mean, if you if you were in these guys' positions. So, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it says a lot about the organization. So so he's been on, a, you know, free agent marketing. I, you know, I've, I've been places, you know, on the buzz, just flying around to, all right, what do they have for me here, right? What, what, you know, what are we talking about, you know, uh, you know, potentially signing? Uh, so I, I'll say this, man, my last, uh, my last deal I did with Kansas City, uh, you know, I told Carl, I said, look, man, it, it's, it's real simple with me. I said, either I'm flying back to Kansas City to put my stuff in the locker, I'm coming back to get stuff out. Uh, but I like Kansas City. You know, I, I, I was flying, shoot. I went to the Raiders, and I was on my way to, uh, to the Broncos. And then I talked to Carl, and we got something done. I was I, I flew back to Kansas City. That's all I needed to do, man. So I, I just <laughs> scratched the whole deal going to, to, to Denver and I, you know, rest is history. But you know, you, you gotta have something for guys to come in. And sometimes organizations, you can tell the difference between an organization. You really can. You know, the professionalism, you know, the love, uh, you know, kind of the history around it. And so, man, you know, Kansas City man is a top-notch organization. It really is. I mean, case in point. A few weeks ago, we were just talking about Benny Sapp, right? In Miami, how they did him. I mean, that's just crazy to me. So, you know, the Chiefs, man, just have a top-notch organization all the way around. Yeah. I always had a question as far as, like, when you guys take visits to teams, 
who's who's fitting the bill on that one? Are they are they footing the bill on that one? Or are you guys having to pay for your own flights to these visits? I've, I've always I'm always curious about that. No, they pay for those. They do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I wish I would pay my own way to go with you. And you want me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Marcus, think about it like this: if 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 you went out on a date, right, and you you bring your date in, you do, you want them paying for dinner? I don't think I don't think that's gonna last. You know, nope. that, that, that'd be the one and only dinner you're gonna have with that person. <laughs> I will get my dessert later on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, you go. You better have flowers and dessert, and you know, another course meal ready for them. Yeah, man. Yeah, you yeah. caught them. Treat them right. Treat them yeah. right. <laughs> Um, so, a, a last question of the night. Uh, this is something that everyone was kind of surprised about. Obviously, Trent Williams did not sign with the Chiefs, but everyone, it, it kind of shows something that everything that we saw in that Super Bowl, the, the, even the Saints game, going back to the Saints game, we were talking about Mahomes getting like smacked around. It showed that there's an emphasis in this organization, which you see Russell Wilson's been complaining about. They've been protecting him the entire time he's been there. And the first sign of any kind of, you know, Mahomes possibly getting like uh, tackled or hit hard, Veach is, Veach is trying to, you know, get get high priced guys in to, to, to um, you know, to protect our guy. Um, what what did this whole indication of trying to pay the top dollar to get Trent Williams show you about this organization? Man, team? that's just one of those to where you get a half a billion dollar product. Are you gonna get a U-Haul to carry this thing in? Are you gonna get a Brinks truck? So. <laughs> You know, you want you want something that's gonna that's gonna pretty much secure what your investment. And right now, our investment is Patrick Mahomes, and so we have to put something solid around him to protect him front and backside. And uh, you know, we we know what he's capable of doing when he's in the pocket, uh, and when he's also out of the pocket, just making plays on his own. But to give him a secure pocket uh, or an extra two three seconds to do what he does. Heck yeah, we want to upgrade the offensive line to 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 give him that 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 freedom to 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 be the gunslinger he is. Uh, so if if Trent, well, he he got a pretty nice deal too. Yeah. Uh, now I don't know if we were able to to, to cut that kind of a check to him, uh, but yeah, he he was a uh, a high demand, and I don't know if he was within the reach of what we were looking for, uh, but definitely a great player. So. Uh, and I, I do like, like we, we discussed earlier, the two guys we brought in, you know, I think they'll fit well. If they're healthy enough uh, for the things that they've done in the NFL so far, I think they'll, they'll do just as good uh, to, to, to keep us and our offense rolling. Yeah, I, I think our money was better served elsewhere. You know, I mean, Trent, like you said, he's, he's going to get that, that, that big ticket. And so also, too, you had to think about, you know, his age at the time, like, okay, is he going to pay off? for the amount that he wants to do, how long he wants to do the deal. That was another question, right? Like I said, man, it's a business. So you gotta, you gotta, you know, quantify everything in. Like, look, is he gonna be able to be here for four or five years? We don't know. Is we gonna get out of, you know, out of him what we want with this money? Or are we looking for something maybe a little bit younger? Or a guy that we know, like Villa Winneva, who who is a younger guy, younger than Trent, uh, that could come in and, and stay here a little bit longer, right? Establish that guy. Say, look, we can make this guy let this be your last stop for your career here in Kansas city. At least that's what I would do. So to me, I'm, I'm glad we kind of passed on Trent, man. Like you said, e, I don't, I don't think we had the money to do it. Uh, so I'm not, I think our money would serve best serve better elsewhere. As far as like trying to get more with your, with your, with your money. Yeah. As opposed to just putting the $1 in this guy and then, you know, left over trying to get scraps, putting things together. So, Nah, I, I, I think there's guys out here, like I said. So, um, I think I think it was a good pass. Yeah, I'm with you. Get a couple of McDoubles instead of getting a Big Mac. Um, with yeah, that. right, right. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it said though, what was surprising was the fact that so that the Mahomes restructured, Kelsey restructured, Chris Jones restructured, all it seemed to get this this Trent Williams play. And uh, it said a report I read this morning is that we were in it till the final hours of that morning that he signed off uh, with San Francisco. Um, and they apparently they you know they, they threw in more money at the end that we couldn't really we I guess we didn't want to go match up to, to that to that extent. Yeah, I, I mean I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. 
And finally, we're going to get to our last part of the show. There is no Chief Concerns without our Chiefs Kingdom Concerns segment. And today we have a Chiefs super fan. Uh, he goes by at Star Wars 618 on Twitter. And according to his Zoom account, it looks like his name is Clayton Butler. And so we're going to bring Clayton on right now. Let's see the guy behind the guy. There okay, there we go. All right. Hey, how's it going? You and Casey? Uh, no, nah, Oklahoma. Oh, okay, you're right. You're not far from me. I'm Where down here in at? Dallas. Oh, shit. That's not that far. Yeah, not far at all. Now, how did you become a KC fan? Are you from Oklahoma? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, how I became a fan. My dad became a fan when Montana came over in 93. Okay. Yeah. So then you just fell in love with Pop's team. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Gotcha. That's because... Uh, well, besides uh, Joe Montana, my dad's favorite player is Tony Gonzalez. Awesome player. Awesome player to be a fan of. Yeah. Oh, yeah, boy. definitely. <laughs> Who's your favorite player? How you player? doing, brother? Hmm? Who's your favorite player? Oh, shit. So are we talking current roster or are we talking all-time? <laughs> your all-time, all-time favorite time. player. Oh, shit. Man, there's a lot of good fucking players around. I tell, I tell you what, give, give, give us both. Give, give us like the current roster and then like your, your all time, like your, your top five. How about that? And, you know. We don't all want, right, Jason. Yeah, we don't, we don't want to narrow down to just one guy, right? Too many, too many good oh, guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, my all time favorite player would have to be Jamal Charles. Even though okay. he got injured a lot in his career, that man could uh, uh, truck and juke a- any play on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, great player, great player. Oh yeah. Okay, so current, uh, your current favorite player on the team? Uh, I would say, I, uh, I mean, I really do like the upcoming corner, Legarius Sneed. He's good. He's got uh, potential to be one of the best corners in the league. True. So there's no way you're gonna sit here and tell me that you're that that Patrick Mahomes is not one of your favorite players. Okay. All right. Fine. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man! I know you fuck with me, but oh shit. <laughs> all right. Yeah, but yeah, Mahomes, he's good. We should have won the Super Bowl, but uh, honestly, facing the O line is one of the top priorities for this team. Yep, one hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. I was actually going to preface that question: Who's your favorite player besides Mahomes? And then you went off and just said Legarius Sneed there. <laughs> yeah, he was he was trying to beat around the bush there for 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 a while. I mean, he's good. Uh, uh, he's got uh, potential. Yeah, no, for sure. I I think uh, you see a lot of the people online say, "Oh, we need to get a cornerback." You know, another corner. Obviously, yeah, we need to bring back Breland, but. People forget Jerry Sneed was a badass last year. So, oh yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, and Clayton. So, I mean, uh, okay. So, what you were, were gonna, gonna say? say no, okay. Go well, um, I think that uh, um, well, this is my opinion. Lejarius needs to be our top corner on our uh, uh, depth chart because Breland, he's had some troubles with, uh, well, with like his uh, four game suspension last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as he resides for the right price, I think it's good to bring him back. Um, yeah, I agree. I it's mean, a, yeah, it's I, it, I, I, he is a good sh- uh, shutdown corner. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, so you ever get out to KC for games? Hmm. You ever get out to KC for any of the games? Uh, yeah, I'm planning on going uh, this season. I mean since uh, um, if games are allowed to be played and all that, uh, yeah. to uh, when uh, Kansas City's going to be playing Dallas, because my mom, she's a big uh, Dallas fan. Hey, yeah, I, I think uh, – so, is, you know what, I haven't, checked the, I haven't checked the schedule. So the Cowboys are on there? Uh, yeah, they are – well, since the schedule hasn't been released yet, uh, we've got – well, because Dallas is one of our opponents for uh, a, a home game at Airhead. Nice. I'm gonna have to come out for that. Awesome. That'd be awesome. Oh yeah. It's always fun playing the AFC East. Yeah. yeah <laughs> um, now, Clayton, especially the last, especially the last time, whenever we did play Dallas, they kicked shit out of us. 
Yeah, I hate that. I, I was at that game. I was so disappointed. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I was at that game, too. Man, I hated that. That was oh, the, yeah. That was a Tyreek Hill, a Hill Mary, right? The ever before halftime? Yeah. 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 Good play. It was a good play, yeah. I, I did not see that coming at all. <laughs> oh yeah. Now, now, Clayton, what uh, what questions do you have for the these two guys? No, we're getting in the in the midst of off season stuff. It's the first week, and I know I'm sure you have questions for JD and Eric. Uh, so let's uh, let's hear some of the questions for the guys. All right. Well, uh, um, I actually got these questions from a Facebook group, and I actually want to start with Jason. Uh, what was your comparison uh, coaching philosophies? Uh, from uh, being coached under Dave Mill and uh, Herm Edwards? Mm, the difference between uh, coaching philosophies, right? Yes. Uh, so uh, one big thing about, uh, uh, about Coach Edwards that was very different from uh, Coach Vermeil was uh, Herm had this philosophy, especially on the offensive side, that uh, whoever had the ball last was going to win the game. And it was mm. all kind of time management, clock management. Uh, and he kind of, he came in. I remember he, he said something in, in the meetings one time. He said, man, y'all scored too many points. And we just kind of like looked at each other. Me and Tony like looked at like, what? Did we just hear us correctly? And what he was saying was like, y'all scored too fast that the defense doesn't have enough time to rest up, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. but I'm just like, look, the, 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 the name of our job is to score points. It's the offense, right? We're supposed to oh, score yeah. points. And so the defense gets oh, yeah. paid to stop everybody from scoring points too. So oh, yeah. that was part of like the philosophy just wasn't kind of used to with uh, with, uh, with with Dick Vermeil. And Dick Vermeil was kind of, you know, really physical. Uh, he felt like, you know, he, he just wanted to go ahead and take teams. He didn't, he didn't care what it was. Didn't really mm-hmm. uh, consider like, you know, some type of mercy. But he, he was – all the way like old school mentality mm-hmm. let's take it to them as fast as we can get them out of here early and then you know then we'll, we'll just <laughs> and when the dust settles we're gonna be on top and hopefully we're on top by three or four touchdowns so that mm-hmm. was the big biggest philosophy uh but i think also too was a little bit more uh coach Ramil was a lot more kind of family oriented in mm-hmm. the thing, his, his approach to how he did the team how he did the players mm-hmm. uh and how he treated us. And I think Herm mm-hmm. did the same thing. I, I, but uh, yeah, two, two totally different philosophies for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a difference. All right. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty interesting. Because, I mean, Herm was co- was coached by uh, uh, by Dick back in his Eagles days. Yeah, you, you know what? And, and the thing is, he had Dick went very early on in the career. And so Coach Vermeer was one of those. And he'll tell you, he's like, you know, when he, he first started uh, coaching, he was more so like the, you know, lunch pail, staying there all day, trying to get everything done. Who was the first one in the office? Who was the last one to leave? And he realized after a while, like, hey, you know what? Look, these guys have families and, and you know, families mm-hmm. are very important. And he realized yeah. he missed out a lot with his children and his grandchildren when he mm-hmm. when he got older. And so he mm-hmm. would tell guys, I remember this, and, and he could verify this. He would tell coaches, look, get out of here, leave. Yeah. Get, get, get out of here. I don't want to see you in here. If about six o'clock, you need to be gone just like all the players are, you know. So I, I loved him for it because, you know, that, that was the thing about it. You know, some some coaches try to keep you in late. They peek around the corner to see who was still in there, you know, just trying to get, you know, little brownie points. But, you, you know, yeah. if, you, yeah. if you're doing your job as a professional, you don't need brownie points. You know, you're doing your job yeah. the time that you're there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds good. Now, Clayton, you got a question for uh, Eric? Oh, yeah. Uh, um, I'm curious. Uh, what do you think about uh, um, our young uh, secondary and their willingness to tackle? Because I know that uh, for Kansas City, you had like three consecutive seasons where you had 70-plus tackles. Is that correct? Yeah. Ooh. I had a headache in the, in the, in the uh, postseason. <laughs> but, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You know, know. That's, a, that's, a, that's, you. that's kind of a big part of it because, like, everybody always thought because of what Deion Sanders brought to the game, you know, everybody mm-hmm. wants to be like Deion Sanders. We always thought we could go out there and either dress like him, imitate him, you know, play defense oh, yeah. like him. You know, Deion is our statue. He's our, he's, he's our um, you know, our founding 
one of our founding fathers of the secondary. Oh, yeah. But the knock on Dion was that he couldn't tackle. And, you know, he felt like, okay, I'm doing my job is keeping this guy from not catching any of these balls that are going to end up in the end zone or making big plays with this offense. So, uh, you know, you got that front seven up there that's supposed to make mm -hmm. these tackles. But yet, you know, that all 11 men are accountable, are held accountable for it when it comes to making a play. You do your job, then hopefully that, that play will either be, uh, you know, either short yardage or non-existent. So you have to learn how to tackle. It's a part of the sport. Um, yeah. But number one, you, you're, the biggest job is maintaining the, what we call it, the, the backside of the defense. Because we're the last line of defense. And, you, yeah. know, that, you know, if you can't uh, cover that wide receiver and, and, and at all times, um, then there's no need you ha uh, having you out there. If you, you can be the best tackler in the world, but if you can't, mm -hmm. you know, stop this guy from, from catching a pass, uh, you know, you, you can't get a job done. So if, yeah. uh, I like what we have. You know, especially had having um, uh, Matthew and um, Tyre Matthew and uh, guys, I can't forget it. Got a name brain fart right now. The other safety. Thornton. Thornhill. Yes. You know, I think they do a great job of, of captaining uh, the secondary that we do have and, and, and tackling. Uh, now, at times, just uh, to throw Tyron Matthew in, in the, into that mix of uh, what you just mentioned about the corners not tackling. He is a little undersized, and there's at times where he's oh, yeah. trying to he's trying to jump on the backs of guys because he's not yeah. that he's not that punishing hitter uh, safety. Yeah. He's a playmaker, and I oh, love yeah. him for, I, for being the playmaker. He's good. That he is. He's good. Yeah, he is one hundred percent. And so, yeah, he's not the big hitter that that that. But those you don't have big hitter safeties in the, in the league no more. They're kind of oh yeah. See, the NFL has gotten away from that because a big hit is a penalty nowadays. Yeah. And so, um, you know, if you're not able to make a play. Then the big hit is kind of a uh, null and void. So uh, right Especially now, when you're tackling out of bounds, because uh, yeah. that happened with a lot of teams last year. Yeah. So right now we just need playmakers, and I think we have we have a young upcoming secondary that's that's uh, yeah. on the rise to, to becoming really really good. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, what we really need to do in the draft is probably focus on the pass rush, because uh, I, uh, last year because. Chris Jones, he only had seven and a half sacks, and we're paying him $60 million for four years, and he's not really trying to be that elite pass rusher. Well, I don't think it's Chris Jones. I think it's the guys around. Chris is good. Oh, yeah, I, Chris I take, is good. Take nothing from what he's done. Like, he's going to get double teamed because he's up in the middle going up to uh, – trying to get in between the offensive line. Now, yeah. our pass rushers on the outside. You know, those guys are kind of the ones that fell off and uh, didn't make the plays that we were kind of expecting. Yeah. Uh, so I, I know that's mainly what we talk about on Chiefs Concern is is um, main, right now is offensive line and pass rushing because those are yeah. the two uh, the, the two main uh, key areas that we need to focus on for this, for oh, this yeah. upcoming season. Yeah. All right, Clayton, before we go, buddy, we want to ask you a question. Um, okay, so sure. Send us away here with uh, – What's the one player that's still a free agent right now that you want the Chiefs <laughs> to sign? Honestly, uh, um, since he just got resigned, just like not even like 30 minutes ago, I would say that we bring in Kyle uh, uh, Fuller to uh, maybe be like that third or second corner on our depth chart to help in like zone coverage or man coverage. Yeah. And from what yeah. I saw is that apparently we were interested in him uh, in 2018 before he got the transition tag on him. So there could be a possibility yeah. there if he signs for yeah. a, a one-year, yeah. $4 million deal or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but then I also saw that we're interested in trading for Zach Ertz. I would love that. I, I know J.D. would love that. <laughs> Do you, you yeah, that's, that? that's, been, that's been something he's been talking about is bringing in another tight end. Another tight end, yeah. They, they signed the one guy, wasn't it? Uh, uh, they signed him back. Yeah, they, they, they uh, re-signed Kaiser. Blake Bell. They re-signed your boy Kaiser, and they signed uh, Blake Bell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I mean, Kaiser, he really didn't uh, – um, I mean, don't get me wrong. He contributed a little bit in the offense, but – Honestly, uh, um, he really didn't contribute very much. Yeah. We don't ask a whole lot of him, though. You know, he's yeah. not asked to do a whole lot when he's put on the field. True. 
You know, majority oh, yeah. of majority of the of the that stuff goes to Kelsey. You know, he's our he's our oh, front yeah. for whatever we do offensively and, and it's with putting the ball in the end zone or creating big plays. Yeah, but Kelsey, he's getting up there in age. Yeah. He's getting up there in age. He, he got, hey, he, he, he's getting up there in age, but he almost led yeah. the NFL in yeah. receiving yards. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's good still. Mm. Oh, yeah. And plus, that's Mahomes' safety blanket. And, you know, as he, as he gets older, you know, I mean, he's only going to become more of a possession guy anyway. And that's he doesn't have to have the elusive stuff that he's doing now. He can just become a straight-up yeah. possession guy. So that's – yeah. he's, he's going to age well, I think. Um, oh, yeah. But, uh, Clayton, it was great having you on, man. I know you're a big fan of ours, and you're, you've been messaging us last week or so. And, you know, it was great yeah. having you on, buddy. We can tell you're a huge okay. Chiefs fan. And it was awesome yeah. having you, buddy. All right. Uh, thanks, guys. Man, Clayton, man, appreciate Thank it. Clayton. Right, yeah, keep supporting them out there in Oklahoma, man. You yes, know, sir. I might see All you right. at that game in Kansas City when the Cowboys come out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. All right. Bye, guys. All right. All right. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks, buddy. Okay. You All right. All right. You too. All right. Well, that does it. We're at the end of the show here. Um, next week we're going to continue there's probably going to be more signs more releases from from now until next week and for the next few weeks really uh but stay tuned and, and keep watching chief concerns as we'll continue to break down all the new additions and guys who may who may be gone from kansas city but uh as always stay connected follow us on chief concerns on youtube spotify and apple podcasts and tweet at us at at concerns chief on twitter see you next week guys all right fellas y'all be easy Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.